Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Good morning. Good morning, Sullivan. How are you? I want to make sure I get this right. Good morning, Pasadena. Good morning, Houston. I'm already in trouble with the officials. Uh, I realized, you know, when, when happened, I invited us to come just spend the weekend. Um, it feels more like just extended family being here with you. Such a great celebration with Mike and Julie and um, th- them taking the role of the senior leader of this, of this house, this church, and the expression of that and what that means for the future. It really is a privilege for Jan and I. Uh, Jan and I have worked with Happen Die for a, a number of decades now. We've known each other. We've worked together. We have agreed on many things. We have disagreed on many things. <laughs> we have loved each other. We've been mad at each other. We've forgiven each other. We've spit and sparted over each other. Mostly me over Hap, but most of it has been, <laughs> most of it has been pretty good. The fact of the matter is, I count them as dear, dear friends, and have a profound giant respect for them. Uh, They're dreamers, they're visionaries. Uh, They have made, and I want to make sure I say this really to you, uh, to the church here, um, and and gratitude from the Vineyard USA and the Global Vineyard, the contribution that this congregation has made by giving through decades a lot of time to happen die to contribute to the development of the vineyard here in the United States and also abroad. And we know at times that meant they haven't been here for a funeral, they haven't been here for a wedding, they haven't been here for certain events, but that is, this local church contribution uh, really has long ripples out there and actually will have for years to come. So, uh, you know, I, I say that because I don't know that I can say it because I know it's true, and I'm not just trying to say something nice. The effect of this congregation, uh, in in many ways, uh, has helped the vineyard. Uh, Through the years, just a couple of quick stories that nobody else knows about Hap. Uh, and, and And the fact of the matter is that I actually have, I have video, I have emails, I've got uh, secret tapings, I have, uh, uh, affidavits. So, so whatever I'm going to say is true because I was there for all of these. But the fact of the matter is I just, I love him so much, I'd ne- those things will go to the grave with me. All right? No, it's uh, in, in the boardroom through, the, through these many, many years, uh, Hap has kept things stirred up. Diane keeping things calm. Hap in the boardroom is famous for blessings, bringing blessings to the whole, but he's also famous for bloopers, bullets and bombs in the boardroom. (laughs) And it's been fun to navigate and negotiate that uh, with them. Uh, And and I'm I'm, I'm almost done talking about Hap and Die because it's sort of yesterday. Uh, uh, (laughs) Because I really want to talk about Mike and Julie. But this is a family thing. This is the vineyard rejoicing that this transition has, is, has gone the way that it has. 
Um, and I'll, I'll speak about that in a second, but I want to say something about die. And uh, that I would never f- uh, joke about die the way I do with Hap. Uh, I wouldn't dare. Uh, <laughs> no. Die is one of the most unselfish leaders I have ever met. And let me explain to you how I've observed that through the decades. Dai has been a very, very active and strong voice for women finding their place and fulfilling their destiny and call in the body of Christ and in life. But what she has done, amen. But what she has done was she didn't advocate for herself. She has always been concerned with advocating and that that literally maybe hundreds if not thousands in the future of other women, minorities that would be pulled into that. She paved the way. She never was advocating, I want something. It's I want this to be realized. And she has pulled an entire part of the population of the vineyard into ministry. And I think, I think that with her advocacy of Holy Spirit ministry, her jealousy for that, I think that needs to be recognized. And I, I, really, I, I was really asking the Lord for the word, and it was unselfish, and I commend you for that. And thank you so much on behalf of the vineyard. So the, the reality is uh, Vineyard USA is in a transition. We, we are in a moment where... Uh, and we sort of saw it coming about five years ago. We began to have conversations like we have a lot of churches that are going to transition from founding leaders to second gen leaders. And we realized that not, there wasn't going to come with one here and one there, one here, one there. We knew over about a seven year period, we we're going to face about 250 to 300 transitions in local churches. So over these last few years, one of my, one of my one piece of my job has been to walk with congregations as they transition from uh, first generation and many and mostly founding leaders to those that God has raised up uh, to take their place. And I think it's a I think it's a very challenging, a wonderful time. But one of the testimonies is is we're we're probably we're better than halfway through that transition now. But it's also going on in the vineyards around the globe. We, there are now 16 Association of Vineyard Churches, 16 different countries, that involves literally hundreds of thousands of people with thousands of congregations. We, we saved 24 to 3,000 because the fact of the matter is we don't know. We discover new churches we didn't even know exist, and you, uh, you come to find out they're vineyard churches. So we don't, you know, they say, well, how many churches are there? Yeah, you know, it feels like 2,500 to 3,000. Fact of the matter is it could be 3,500. Of the 16 AVCs, 15 of them have fairly new national directors. And, and so we are a movement that is going from the first generation to the second generation, founding leaders to second gen leaders. And I get asked all the time if I'm nervous about the future. And to, a question to which I constantly say, no. I'm not nervous about the future. And I'm not just saying that because I'm supposed to keep everything tranquil, no. I'm not because for the last three decades I have circled the globe and circled this country, crisscrossing this country, uh, and knowing the underbelly of our movement in urban churches, suburban churches, rural churches, big churches, small churches, weird churches, out-of-the-box churches. Uh, I mean, we've just seen it all in, in our vineyard family. You all know that 
when you have a family this big, you have a few relatives you want to pretend you don't have. <laughs> Come on, you know what you do on Thanksgiving. Is, is Uncle Tom coming? You know how it is, but if he comes, he's welcomed, loved, and served with great dignity. So that's the way I look at the vineyard. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. It is a, it is a privilege, but I'm not worried about the future because of exactly what we're doing here today with Mike and Julie. The quality of the leaders, our 30 and 40-year-old, 50-year-old leaders is amazing. Many of the folks who have grown up in the vineyard are now becoming some of the key leaders of this movement. And they have been in, they have done every level of vineyard. They've done nursery, they've done little guys. I don't even know all the, I'm gonna, uh, uh, what do you call, what's a five year old? Toddler? Kindergarten. Yeah, that was hard. Kindergartner. <laughs> they, they've come up through the ranks in school. They've gone to Sunday school, they've gone to uh, junior high meeting, they've gone to senior high meeting, they've gone to maybe college age, they've, they've walked this all out, they've, they've seen this happen, and they've seen the vineyard, and they've seen the dysfunction, they've seen the family in turmoil and everything, and what amazes me is they still want to be a part of the vineyard. And I think, spot on. And this, this, is, this is why in a celebration like this we have uh, Hap and I, who have done this forever, are uh, going to take different roles, and, and, and God clearly and for some time preparing this couple, uh, Mike and Julie, to come and, 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 and now lead. So one's going, one's coming, not going far, but you, you know what I'm saying, there's, there's a transition. Um, and the, 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 my observation uh, over these last several years, because we, you know, we've talked a lot about happened dying before, just, I mean, several years ago, just talking about transition. And I just want to really commend this church, and I hope you really catalog, um, the staff catalogs, the process of the transition, because it's a very good roadmap for other churches. That's very, very important that you catalog it, because uh, you, you, you have not felt any of that stress. Now, maybe behind the scenes, uh, as, as you always could have, but Last winter, we, Jan and I came for, uh, for a few days to More Love, More Power, and we didn't come uh, as speakers. We just came because we knew we, we could come and sit there, get listen, be touched by, by the Lord, get a lot of ministry. We needed a two or three days soaking. That's just what we need. We just needed to be around people that were with faith, were going to worship, were going to speak. But we were stunned, actually, by the ministry of the, of the younger leaders of this house. And, and uh, I, I, I just remember so clearly, I mean, you had outside visitors that, you know, I guess they were okay. They, they weren't that <laughs> impressive. But the folks that ministered from here, Jan and I left saying, oh, my goodness, this is why we don't worry about the future. And I just wanted to say, uh, Mike and Julie, uh, Daniel, Carolyn, uh, Clay, Putty, uh, and I might probably leave somebody out and get in trouble again when you start doing it. But I, we were just like, oh my, that was good. Ooh, that was good. And I was on my way to Chicago afterwards. I had a, a board meeting 
and we had, uh, we had Ed Stetzer was going to be speaking, but I knew he was going to speak to us on Tuesday night. Then he had to fly to Orlando and fly back on Wednesday to get there for Wednesday morning. And I thought, one 15-minute hiccup at, at an airport, and I'm without a speaker. So I just, after listening to Julie's talk on unity, I, I just asked Julie, would you be willing to come and pinch hit for Ed Stetzer in Chicago? <laughs> and she never flinched. She goes, well, of course. Yes, I think you said yes that quick. You, no, no hesitation. I said, oh, I hope Ed misses his plane. <laughs> but because what I, what I saw here, I saw, I saw leadership, I saw anointing, I saw humility, I saw a lot of fun. And let, let me just say this, in this type of transition, uh, I, I was asked earlier, I, I, a few days, several days ago, Jacob sent me a note and said, do you have any slides and do you want you know, this and what type of coffee do you like or something like that? And, and I said, no, I'm just sort of going to just go through how I feel about Happen Die and what I have come to believe about uh, Mike and Julie. And, and then I was in Phoenix at the beginning of last week and the Lord said, read this scripture. And so I would like you to open... Uh, you're, you're, if you're Jurassic like me, you have paper. Uh, if you're cool, you have a device. So if you want to turn on your iPad, iPhone, knee pads, any pads you have, turn them on. <laughs> to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 4. And I say this, and it's, I think I want to say this to the entire vineyard. And this is, an, this is an appropriate moment to read this verse. It's a serious charge. And I'm praying this prayer for Mike and Julie as you lead the team and the sensation. I mean, you guys, what does it matter who's preaching at this church on any given weekend? You have this like world-class teaching team. <laughs> oh, who do we have today? Oh, I mean, you know, platinum putty. Who do you have today? Glorious Clay. <laughs> Who do you have today? Galactic Julie. I mean, you know, you got, you got this whole thing. This is going to have to stay on rails. Because your methodologies, Mike and Julie, are yours to play with. The message is not. Because you bring a message that has antiquity. It's found in Christian orthodoxy. It has, it's a straight line. It seems crooked, but it's a straight line. Paul gave this charge to Timothy in their transition. Such a passage for a moment like this. Let me read it. I read out of the NAS, but I think you can follow it in most of your translations. The reason I'm reading it and reading it is because I want to put it in the atmosphere. I wanted a declaration. I want a testimony in the heavens. I solemnly charge you. No, that's not like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I solemnly charge you. In the present, and then he drops a big card, like, you know, okay, pay attention. I solemnly, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Preach the word. May I say it? Preach the word. This is not yours. You've been entrusted with this. Methodologies 
Have at it. But not the message. Preach the word. Charles Spurgeon once said, the word of God is like a lion in a cage. It needs nobody to defend it. Let it out and it will defend itself. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort. Words you normally don't say, but if we're going to give the whole counsel of God, and where does all of that come from? From the word of God. But you do such with great patience and instruction. For the time will come, and through generations this verse must be read. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. I once heard a preacher say, it's amazing what you will believe when you have rejected the truth. I'll say it again. It's amazing what people will believe when they said no to truth or no to God. But you be sober in all things. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. I love, love, love what we're doing next. The fact that people are going to be baptized here. This is a transformational house. I heard a testimony last night left me in tears. There was a gal that as she shared last night, I, 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 I just kept saying, oh, this is why we do this. This is why we do this. This is why we do this. This is why we have church. This is why we preach the gospel. This is why this house exists. Because people have come and they found and experienced the love of God. And, and the word has been preached and the gospel story has been told over and over and over and over. And people have taken that for themselves and realized they have a, a destiny in Christ and an identity as a son and daughter of God. But that's because we have not shrunk back from preaching the word of God. In a time when we want to have uh, basically an existential existence, God brings us back and says, I have this thought. And the fact that we're going to sing the gospel, and it says, if they do the songs they did last night, it was an amazing, amazing, amazing ending. Uh, so I, maybe I've already messed the whole system up. I don't know. Can I say this? Uh, let, one of the songs that we're going, they're all good, they're all good. Kyle, love what you chose. Um, cover all the bases. Uh, but we sing the gospel. We tell the gospel in one of our worship songs as we end. And people are getting in this water saying, I'll live for Jesus, I'll live for Jesus, I'll live for Jesus. Why? Because you've preached the word of God, people have accepted that, and the transformational reality of the Holy Spirit has been unleashed, and that's what you're experiencing in this house. It is no small thing, the fact that on this weekend of, the, of maybe the final of the final celebrations of the transition, it is not, it's not a mistake that you are celebrating 40 baptisms of people who have said, I will follow Jesus. Amen? And I, I say all that to say this. We're going to show now a clip of Mike and Julian. You want to pay attention to the early years because they're just so cute and uh, uh, but anyways, uh, enjoy this for a minute, if you would. Raised in a Mennonite community in Arthur, Illinois, Mike experienced a strong foundation of faith with his loving parents, three siblings, and a host of extended family. 
Mike was also quick to catch the entrepreneurial spirit as his family was involved in multiple business ventures. This influenced him to pursue a career in business and he graduated from Crown College in Minneapolis, Minnesota with double degrees in business administration and Christian ministries, plus played basketball for the college team. Julie was literally born in the Champaign, Illinois house that her parents still call home. Just a few years after, Happy and Diane founded the Vineyard Church in that same home. Hence, this has always been the church that she loved to call her own. From helping in kids' ministry, to being impacted by the Spirit during the 90s revival meetings, to worshiping in the dilapidated garage where teenagers gathered, her formative years were experienced here at the Vineyard. Mike and Julie often joke that they don't actually know for sure when they first met, but they began to cross paths when Mike's family made the Vineyard their church home in 2000. At that time, a move of the Holy Spirit brought many people from Arthur and surrounding areas to the vineyard. In fact, it was seeds from this move that laid the foundation for our first campus in Sullivan, Illinois. In July 2004, Mike and Julie were married in the original auditorium of the vineyard and hosted their reception in the chapel just one week before the church broke ground on the current Urbana Auditorium. Mike began his career at his family's manufacturing business, but after several years, God challenged him to step out and try something different. Leaving the family business was one of the most difficult and risky decisions he had to make, but it was part of learning how to follow God's lead in his life. It was a fruitful move, and for the next 10 years, Mike worked in leadership positions for several companies in areas of biotechnology and clean energy at the University of Illinois Research Park. Formal ministry was not in his mind, but the Holy Spirit was equipping Mike in so many ways for his future role at the Vineyard. Julie began her career as a sixth grade reading teacher at Edison Middle School in Champaign the very school she attended as a young girl. She took this job after she was unable to persuade her father, Happy, to hire her at the church. He had promptly said no and told her to get her teaching job. Julie obeyed, but because she sensed a call to ministry, she enrolled in night classes at both Vineyard Leadership Institute and Vineyard Bible Institute after wrangling middle schoolers all day. She graduated in 2009 with fresh confidence in God and his gift of leadership in her life. After their first child, Ty, was born in 2008, Julie left the middle school and stayed home to care for him. Meanwhile, Pastor Jim Egley asked Hap if he could hire Julie as part of the small group team, and this time, Hap was ready to say yes. Julie joined the Vineyard staff in 2009. She began to occasionally preach, finding her voice as a communicator and her deep love for God's Word. During these years, their family began to expand, and they had two more children, Tate and Maggie. Julie continued to grow in her role in the small groups team, eventually leading the team. Meanwhile, Mike continued to work in the research park with startup companies learning many valuable leadership lessons. In September 2014, former executive pastor Ron Brown came to Hap and said he was leaving for a new job. He believed that Mike and Julie together were God's choice for the job of executive pastors. This was a surprise since Mike had never considered joining Julie in ministry, but after much discussion and prayer, they accepted the challenge of taking on the executive pastor role. Together, they set out to enhance the team culture of the staff. Over the last five years, they have worked hard to build a culture of honor with their team that reflects the presence of God and the heartbeat of his kingdom. Mike brings years of business experience, financial wisdom, a gift of mediation, and a hunger for partnering with the Spirit to see people set free. Julie loves to use her teaching gift to co-lead our preaching team and is serious about hearing what the Spirit is saying each week so all people can grow and be encouraged in their walk with Jesus. In 2018, the need for a senior leadership transition became clearer. After much prayer, wise counsel, and God confirmations, 
Happy and Diane, along with the rest of the senior executive team, and Jesus chose Mike and Julie as the next senior leaders of the church. Just weeks later, they would discover that they were expecting another baby. Surprise! A baby and a church in the same year. In July of 2019, they officially accepted the role of senior pastors of the Vineyard Church of Central Illinois. And on August 8th, they welcomed their fourth baby, Molly May. The Holy Spirit loves to surprise us. Come, Holy Spirit. Mike and Julie are committed to partnering with Jesus and building a church where everybody gets to play and Jesus is the head. They are incredibly grateful for the men and women who work alongside them to make this a family that passionately loves God and one another. To Happy and Diane, they want to express their incredible gratitude. Mike and Julie consider it an honor and a privilege to carry on the legacy that you are trusting to them. Together, we will change the world with Jesus. We love you, Mike and Julie. Well, I have two words. I'm usually not at a loss for words, but I just have two today. One of them is, is wow. First of all, I thought Phil's plane was going to take off, and he was going to go way past his allotted time. He was getting pretty excited, but thankfully he didn't go into those stories. I have a rather colorful background, but that's another. But the biggest wow is 41 years ago, Diane and I, we were these two kids that really didn't know anything. I didn't know one Bible verse 42 years ago. And 41 years ago, God said, I'm calling you to start a church, follow a dream, based on two promises. John 14, 12, that we could do the same and greater works than Jesus, as Jesus. And number two, Matthew 6, 33, that would seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. I'm not sure I knew anything about either one, but we believed it. And we started out. And two things have just overwhelmed us. First of all, that we were honored God would choose us. But even more, it's been a privilege to have you come with us. It's just been like, wow, why would anybody follow us? I'm not sure. But God worked on your hearts and brought us here. So a few years ago, we began to realize we needed to have some kind of transition. That brings us to the now uh, God was saying, you're not done with ministry, but you need new leaders at the church. And so as we prayed, I went into the Bible where it talks about Moses and Joshua. And Moses went to the Lord near the end of his life. And he said, we need a new leader. And the Lord has graciously provided these two. And it's just a really neat story. And I know, Di, you think that we're supposed to depart, impart some things yes. with them. Right. So we're going to pray here in a moment. And... I do believe, according to Scripture, that we've been given the privilege of imparting, imparting what the Holy Spirit's trusted us with, and it's never about us. It is passing it on always to someone else, and I'm so honored and privileged today as the Holy Spirit has really trusted Hap with an incredible gift of leadership. That is a gift, as noted in 1 Corinthians 12. And he's going to lay hands on both Mike and Julie and impart that gift of leadership. And then the gift that the Holy Spirit has trusted me with through the years is a gift of faith. The faith of the Jesus Christ himself. And uh, to endure, to be faithful, to always trust him for the impossible. And we're going to impart that to both Mike and Julie as we hand over the, the uh, reins of senior leadership. So in the end of Deuteronomy, when Moses lays hands on um, Joshua, his successor, 
it said God transferred things from him to Joshua. And that's what I want you to pray happens, is that God really does transfer the good things out of our life, not the bad things, just the good ones. Because <laughs> I don't want that other stuff going through. Uh, but join with us as we pray over them, all right? So Father, in Jesus' name, we just lay hands on these two, and we ask that you give them the mantle of leadership, authority, give them the privilege of taking the reins, and Lord, I pray that whatever they do, you make their path uh, doable, raise up the low spots, knock down the hills, give them favor beyond what they could ask or imagine in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, I impart to Julie, to Mike, the gift of faith that has been entrusted to me, the, the faith of the Son of God who loves you, gave his life for you, and will be faithful to you. I impart that gift of faith. And I impart to you the gift of leadership. Uh, have, make sure your hands are laid on them with that as he releases that gift of uh, visionary leadership, leadership to both of you to lead as the Holy Spirit has gifted you in the name of Jesus. Father, we, we uh, take this opportunity, this moment of privilege to say amen, yes and amen, to what you've done, how you have prepared this couple for this moment is such a time as this and we seize this moment father to say yes and lord over mike and julie god on even on behalf of the, uh, all the other vineyard churches around the country and world we just recognize and receive them into senior leadership father and may what you want to do in them that you may do that through them so father as this church has touched the nations may it be its story and narrative for many years to come. We bless, we bless, we bless. So now we commend you to God and to the work of his grace. Amen. As you move forward, we thank you, Lord, for the generational blessing. From generation to generation, you are God. And so we speak great blessing over this church, over this new leadership, we commission you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we thank you, Lord. And Lord, just do more than we can ask or imagine as they move into this role, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. One, one final thing I would say is there's a neat ending to the verse where Moses prayed for Joshua. It said the people followed Joshua as they had followed Moses. And I would ask that you love and Appreciate them as you've loved and appreciated us. God bless. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.